We are live. Australia, Netherlands, Japan, Portugal. That one guy over in France who always listens. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody. It's just me today. Beaver is, uh, he's a very busy man. We'll just say that. You know, he's very in demand. Everyone wants a piece of him. Did the UFC podcast last night. Check that out. Um, and it's it's also a, uh, you know, we just need to preserve that voice. It's like an artist that goes on tour for a long time. Sometimes there's a lot of strain on their voice boxes. Same with high-level podcasters like Beaver, okay? So, um, you know, we just got to be careful with him and make sure we don't stretch him, stretch him too thin. I wish he could be here, though, because, man, this slate of games is truly special. I cannot wait to... Um, I cannot wait for this weekend to watch these games. Some of the best storylines that I can remember, the most fun I've had thinking through these games, most fun I've had thinking through NFL games in a while. Um, I do have a couple bets and leans here, but overall I would be careful going too heavy on this weekend, particularly um, if you're one of these people who like teasers because I think everybody everybody is going to be doing some kind of teaser with the Ravens and 49ers getting those down to, you know, right now both lines are about minus nine, minus nine and a half. I think a lot of people are going to try to get those down, you know, under three. Uh, Really like Baltimore and San Francisco getting those like two and a half numbers on teasers with those two favorites. And I get the thinking. I mean, this is setting up to where we have two absolute alphas in the one seeds. With very similar matchups, uh, we'll go game by game here in a second. But it's just interesting how it sets up with uh, both spreads at nine and a half with the one seeds, both going against pretty red hot, um, you know, emerging quarterbacks, and I think both underdogs at the public with uh, might want to take the points on both those teams. So fascinating how that sets up for the Saturday games, and we'll just jump right into the Houston. Baltimore game here so um, you know last week I talked about Houston losing weapons and then they lose Noah Brown for that game of course it didn't matter they were at home against Cleveland and fantastic play calling just great great schematics from the Texans offensive staff and uh, you know Stroud had time to throw he uh, is obviously spectacular already you know definite top seven quarterback in the league so I don't want to cut him short in this one but traveling outdoors to Baltimore where there's going to be a little wind it looks like uh, might be above that key 15 mile per hour mark which could be a factor but with those injuries with Noah Brown being out on the Texan side and you know Nico Collins going to be carrying an even heavier load this week one name to watch out for is John Mechie. Uh, he had career high in receiving guards last week. Obviously, he had the health concerns last year, and they really played it slow with him, it seemed like, this season. But this is an Alabama product, and he could be someone who uh, takes on a bigger role for this game. So I at least wanted to give him a call out here and just put him on the radar in case, uh, you know, if you're doing any DFS, any playoff contests, uh, anything like that, John Mechie. I think he'll be involved, and he could even uh, outperform what he did last week. It looked like um, he was ready to go, and he, he looked the part. So uh, that's what I would look for on the Houston side. I do think they may try to run the ball early. Um, 
was listening to a few different angles about this game, about how the Ravens play defense, and it seems like what seems what teams might want to do is run the ball, get success running the ball, get Baltimore out of that uh, nickel defense that they like to play a lot of. But will Houston have success doing that? It will be tough. Um, I think Baltimore is not going to be rusty. We are a pro Lamar podcast. I think this year has been different with Lamar. I don't think he's going to feel the playoff pressure. I don't care about the playoff narrative with Lamar. So I think the te- the uh, the Ravens are going to start fast. And actually, just to give it to you now, one of my favorite, uh, you know, one of my few bets that I actually really like here is Baltimore first half line minus five and uh, five and a half. If you want to be uh, a little uh, a little crazier than that. First quarter line's only two and a half, so uh, a field goal difference will get you there on Baltimore. I do not expect them to be rusty. I think this team's different. I think Lamar is locked in right now uh, as the MVP of the league, and I think the Ravens are going to take care of business against an inferior Texans team. Now, money is coming in on the Texans, apparently, is what I've been reading. BetKarma.com keeps track of the live Odds, changes, and money coming in on DraftKings. And right now it shows uh, 70% of the spread bets are on Houston right now. Uh, my One of my favorite follows on Twitter, Pat Everson, he was writing that uh, books are seeing a lot of Houston love right now. I think, you know, as game day rolls around, we will see more bets coming in on Baltimore and San Francisco, especially, like I said, with te- teasers and parlays. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to have both money lines and a lot of parlays. So that does scare me a bit, just thinking about how people are going to bet this. But I like Baltimore here. I like them to be able to potentially blow this game wide open more than the San Francisco one. Both these teams, like it's so scary backing either underdog uh, in these one seed matchups because these two teams, the Ravens and the 49ers, man, obviously when they get rolling, they can just... uh, you know they can just smash anybody. So, um, I but I do like Baltimore more here uh, against Houston. I think top to bottom they just have a lot more talent than the Texans. So I personally would lay the nine and a half, but I like the first half number more. I could see. So with with that being said, um, about like in Baltimore more. What I will also add to this though is I could see the danger of a backdoor cover. Um, I see that much more in the Houston game with Stroud and garbage time passing the ball with a late touchdown potentially, uh, you know, getting it under that nine number. Whereas if the 49ers do in fact rule, you know, if they're just on fire, they have a great game plan. I could I, I could see them just putting the 49ers out and covering more easily if that makes sense. So I am kind of wary about a full game backdoor cover from the Texans. Uh, I would lean the minus nine and a half from the Ravens, but that's why I'm just, uh, I like the first half Ravens minus uh, five and a half here. Again, there could be some wins that day. Um, so that could impact impact some of the passing games. Uh, the Texans have been good against the run. So, uh, you know, that's important going against the Ravens. But I, I think Lamar is just going to be locked in. Uh, I don't expect the Ravens to be rusty. A uh, ton of respect for the Texans. If I could play for any coach in the league, it would be D'Amico Ryans right now. The dude uh, just seems super sharp and uh, also a player's coach, right? He's like that great combination of being sharp, but also he's got that football guy prowess that uh, that can get you fired up. So 
I think uh, the future's bright for the Texans. It would be uh, absolutely unbelievable if they could pull this upset. C.J. Stroud would be uh, goaded, as the kids say. But I think uh, too much firepower from the Ravens. Um, exact score prediction, 31-17 is uh, where I have it. I'm not crazy about any of the individual props in this game. I think it would be more like a team victory from the Ravens, maybe some special teams. Uh, can't discount the Justin Tucker factor at home, even with the wins. You know, if they get anywhere close, this dude will kick some in. Obviously, 31-17, I'm only accounting for one field goal there, but uh, roughly that's how I'd expect the game to go. I think the Ravens could be in control most of it, but again, garbage time, second half passing game from the Texans. Uh, I do see the danger of a backdoor cover. I could just see C.J. Stroud you know, making some plays towards the end of the game and frustrating Ravens betters uh, who are laying that nine-and-a-half number. 49ers hosting the Packers. Uh, Packers, I, I do think a lot of people are going to like the Packers, and this is coming from someone who has tried to downplay the Jordan Love emergence. <laughs> Excuse me. But, you know, I, I'm still not, like, completely convinced that he's as good as he looked, but I'm just going to come around for this game, and I do think the Packers are somewhat live here. You know, it's hard enough to imagine the 49ers just running all over them. But when a team is clicking on all cylinders like the Packers, um, you know, I think they could be discounted here a little bit if they can come out and play a good game. Again, it's like if the 49ers come out and they have the perfect game plan, they're ready to play, they're not rusty and all that, it, you know, it, it, it's just it's game over. The 49ers and the Ravens, as they've shown all season when both teams are on their game, it, it's just not close. The, you know, there's there might be parity in the rest of the league, but those are two uh, very dominant teams that I would love to see play in the Super Bowl. However, Beaver has said, uh, he made a note that of all the uh, situations here, he thinks the most pressure in these playoffs is on Kyle Shanahan because now is the time that this dude needs to win one. You know, going against his uh, coaching companion, you could say. They coach together on staffs, him, uh, Shanahan, and LaFleur. So uh, that's another... Uh, dynamic here in this matchup before has yet to beat Shanahan. So he's going to be vying for that. As we've talked about before, you know, the 49ers, big physical defense, especially in the front seven, but they are susceptible in the back end, especially against speedy receivers. And right now the Packers got multiple guys who can make plays. They rotate their receivers. So I think that, you know, there is an avenue here for the Packers to have success on offense if they can continue to protect Jordan Love. They did last week. Uh, no sacks against Dallas. And that's what they'll have to do against the 49ers, stay ahead of the chains and, um, you know, pr protect their quarterback so they can hit downfield chunk plays. It's going to be much harder to run the ball against the 49ers than it was against Dallas. Uh, Dallas just was not equipped to stop the run at all last week. Aaron Jones, I mean, first drive of the game, just right down the field. No resistance at all. That's uh, that's going to be the biggest factor uh, in this one is just how can they generate, you know, those early down, uh, those early down successful plays against the 49ers compared to how they did against the Cowboys. Last week, Aaron Jones only caught one pass, so that could be an avenue that they go down instead of, you know, the early run game, maybe the short passing game to Aaron Jones, get him involved in the receiving game 
more than he was last week, where last week they could just run the ball at will. This week they may need to get a little more creative, get Aaron Jones on the outside, get him in the short passing game, potentially in the screen game, You know, get Bosa and the aggressive 49ers defensive line upfield, and then slip Jones behind him. I think that's something that the Packers could do. Uh, I Like I said, you know, just by... Uh, if you played each game 10 times, I like the Packers to cover more than the Texans. But if, you know, if the game gets out of hand, I I don't think the Packers can like put up, um, you know, garbage time numbers like the Texans can. I think if Jordan Love, if he's not in his groove and he's struggling, he could get really ugly there and the 49ers could just absolutely suffocate the Packers. Um you know, the big matchup concern for the Packers is uh, their run defense versus the 49ers run offense. Packers have been susceptible against the run all year, and now they're going up against the most dangerous run game in the league. So, you know, you, you would expect uh, the 49ers to, you know, impose their will on the Packers. But I still think, you know, the Packers offense is efficient enough. They're clicking enough. They have all this momentum and they could, uh, they can keep this close and cover the spread. Not uh, an official play for me. I'm not going to be betting against the 49ers, but that is how, uh, you know, that's how I would lean my uh, initial take on the game. As far as micro spots here, obviously McCaffrey, uh, I think, uh, you know, set up for major success as always, but even more here against a vulnerable Packers defense. But individually, I, this seems like a George Kittle game to me. I think the Packers are susceptible in the middle of the field. And uh, I feel like this is a game where George Kittle could go off at home against the Packers. Not really worried about the Packers' pass rush. And I think George Kittle, he won't have to stay in and block as much. I think he could have success in this game. Uh, I don't have a lotto parley lined up yet, but George Kittle, two touchdowns, maybe something I do there. But that is my read for that game. There could be a little rain in San Francisco. Um, not really worried about that as much. And honestly, the other reason I think the Packers could cover here is just that uh, I don't think the 49ers home field advantage is that scary compared to say Buffalo or, I mean, especially Detroit. It's not like in any of those venues. So uh, I do think from that angle as well, the Packers are set up a little better than maybe, uh, other underdogs. Detroit, let's go to Detroit. Hosting the Bucks, Beaver says he doesn't want to bet against Baker Mayfield officially, so I will. I'll do it. I'll. I'm gonna back the the Lions here. Kind of scary because I think it's gonna be very very public play on the Lions, but I also think that the Buccaneers, their game last week against the Eagles, was just like the Eagles quitting. I mean, I I think the Eagles just quit. They're in total disarray, and it's just one of those things where one strand of fabric starts to unravel, the whole the whole thing comes apart, right? And there's just nothing left. That was like the Eagles. There's just nothing there uh, last week against the Buccaneers. So I think that's why that game got out of hand like that. I will say it's dangerous um, just playing against a team like the Buccaneers who are just in fuck it mode. I mean, Baker Mayfield, that last touchdown pass to Chris Godwin, he just said, he said, you're down there somewhere, and he just threw it up. Like that That's where the Buccaneers are right now. So they are dangerous, but I think Detroit's going to play even better than they did last week. Now, this is not a night game, so I would prefer it to be a night game in Detroit, but the environment's still going to be rocking. 
It's going to be a tougher spot to run the ball against Tampa Bay. They're still a good rush defense. Am I worried about Jared Goff against the Blitz? A little bit, but I trust Ben Johnson enough to make adjustments and put him in a spot for success. Another spot where the running back in the passing game could be could be very big, and uh, specifically Jameer Gibbs. You know, if Tampa's bringing a lot of pressure, I I think Gibbs could play a role. And obviously, Amon Ra. I think if you're doing any type of DFS um, fantasy contest, anything you're doing, battle royales on underdog. Amon Ra is probably my favorite spot of any pass catcher on the slate. Uh, he found the end zone last time when these teams played earlier in the season, and I think he's going to have a bigger here game, uh, bigger game here. I think he goes over 100, gets a touchdown, and if there's any bets like uh, most receiving yards on this slate, I would take Amon Ra. And if you're doing DFS, I mean, uh, I'm sure it's going to be very popular. Uh, this game might maybe the most popular with a 48 and a half point over under, but. I think it's going to be popular to have Amon Ra skinny stack with the run back of uh, Mike Evans. But it's hard to poke any holes in that. I, I love both those guys in the spot. Detroit's susceptible to the passing game. And um, obviously the Bucks are as well. More of a pass funnel. So, yeah, I'll, right now on FanDuel it says Detroit minus 6.5. That is a lean for me. Uh, I would, as a... Uh, bet to go with my Ravens minus five and a half. The other uh, official bet I would have is Detroit team total over 27 and a half. I do think that they get uh, over 28 points in this game. I think they play a really good game offensively. And I think they, if I had to pick a side, I would think that they uh, cover the six and a half, potentially pull away from uh, multi-score uh, victory in this one. This does have the making to me of... Uh, Detroit potentially pulling away from the Buccaneers. The only note I'll say on the contrary is that when you have all this emotion, you know, in that stadium, a couple things go wrong, and you know that starts to work against you. So there's a lot of love, a lot of emotion in that Detroit building, a lot of hope. A couple things go wrong early. And that starts to that oh shit factor kicks in and starts to work against you. But uh, I think the lines are just uh, too much here for the Bucks. I think the Bucks got uh, a really good first round matchup at home against uh, a quitting, pathetic Eagles team. And I think the Lions can pull away here. I think they're going to be prepared for Todd Bull's defense, and I think they're going to put up points. And I think they can pull away in this one. Um, you know, last week they let the Rams hang around. I don't think that's the case this week. I will side with the market here and go with the Lions. Uh, like I said, the official bet would be Lions team total over 27 and a half. I like that. Uh, I like that one quite a bit. Yeah, it would, just, it would be really sad if the Lions lost. It would remind me of like if you're watching a really good TV show and like the main character uh, is beloved and you're like, you know, he they're not going to kill him off. They can't kill him. And then they kill him. And you're like, Jesus. God, that I can't believe that happened. That just, you know, just kind of kicks you in the gut. That's what it would be like if Detroit Detroit loses. So, um I'm pulling for Detroit. Maybe a little emotion in that one, but I do think they have just more consistent firepower and um can pull away from the Bucks. Last game is the toughest one to figure out. Chiefs at Bills. Bills minus 2, some places minus 2 and a half. Um, 46 point or 45 point over under right now. 
man, I've gone back and forth on this one. Obviously, the biggest issue is that the Bills are just so banged up. They were already banged up on defense, and then last week, um, even more banged up. They lost multiple guys coming into a short week against the Chiefs. The Chiefs got a chip on their shoulder because of what happened the last time these two teams played with the Kadarius Tony offside penalty, which is why Buffalo is playing this game at home. So that like gives me. I just keep wanting to pick the Chiefs from so you know everything I just said. I think the Chiefs are gonna use that as motivation. This is Mahomes' first career road playoff game. I don't think that really matters. Um, we had a Bills player come out and say Mahomes like doesn't know what to expect from Kansas or from Buffalo fans. Like he's not gonna be ready for Buffalo fans. I kind of completely disagree with that. I feel like Mahomes is the type of dude. You know, he's not like a. Uh, uh, like he can handle like drunk, crazy fans. You know, I think Mahomes can handle that. That's not something that's going to like shock him. I think he's very aware of uh, degeneracy. So um, I'm not really worried about that angle. What what makes me hesitant about the like everything on paper makes me want to take the Chiefs, right? Like everything lines up Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. The only thing is just, you know, the Bills have just been playing with this fuck it attitude for multiple weeks now. Um, they just have this weird momentum, and Josh Allen is just, and he's just ascending right now. And I just have this weird feeling that he's just going to overcome all of this and finally get that win over Mahomes. I am like legit nervous for Josh Allen because how do you lose against Pat Mahomes again? Um, I mean, that would just be crushing for him. You know what's on his mind, you know he thinks about it. Another loss would be devastating. Again, everything on paper says the Chiefs. Um, you know, to to get two and a half, if you, if a, you can find a number three, a three number out there to get that field goal with the Chiefs, I mean, that's got to feel great, right? Again, all the injuries on Buffalo's defense. Andy Reid able to exploit that. Um, but we've also seen the Chiefs lay multiple eggs this year. Is that slowly changing with the emergence of Rashi Rice? Maybe. But uh, I'm just so torn on this game. Uh, I, I hate saying that. I'd like to have at least a lean on every game. But, like, I've gone back and forth. I can see Josh Allen, um, you know, just taking the team, putting them on his back, and finally getting that win over Mahomes when, even though they're favorite, I feel like a lot of people are going to be on the Chiefs. Tickets are pretty easy right now, or pretty even. Um, slightly in toward the Bills. So... I don't know if if a lot of money's coming in on the Bills, I might have to just make the Chiefs play. Beavers on the Bills, I'll get that out there. Beaver said Josh Allen, uh, he's just gonna roll. He said Josh Allen's gonna roll, and I, I can definitely see that. So this is a hard one. Uh, this is the only one where I don't have uh, at least a lean. I would say, I, and I, again, I hate being that person on a podcast who's like, I don't know, but I, I could just see both sides of this easily. Um, I think it's gonna be a great game. Um, Josh Allen could go nuts and win it. Andy Reid could pick apart that depleted Bills defense. I think both running backs, uh, Pacheco and James Cook, are in decent spots here. So uh, I think they could be DFS plays or playoff contests, battle royale plays. But really, I think that's that's the gist of it. I'm just, uh, I'm really, I'm probably rooting for Josh Allen, man. I I just don't want him to have to face another lost to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, Mahomes is the GOAT, but that would just be devastating for him. And, you know, he he deserves to get one here. 
and uh, have a chance to make the Super Bowl against uh, the Ravens if the Ravens do win. But that's all I got right now. I wish I could have talked through these with Beaver, but at least wanted to get on here, put something out for you guys, talk through these. Um, again, I uh, my probably my favorite bet is Baltimore first half spread minus five and a half. Uh, I'm not as worried about Baltimore coming out rusty at all. I think this is a different Lamar. This is a different team. And I think the Ravens take care of business. Uh, again, a little wary of the backdoor cover from C.J. Stroud in garbage time. That's why I like the first half Ravens number. And then I'm going to be watching to see uh, how this money comes in up until kickoff on the Bills-Chiefs game. As always, if I have a hard, uh, a hard lean, I will post it on Instagram or tweet it out or something. But yeah, I think that's I think that's it for now. Um, maybe we'll do. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's let, we got a special guest here. Let let's get a few picks from our special guest. Uh, let, let's get him over here. All right, we're here with Hudson. Hudson, we just wanted to uh, get your take on some of these games. Okay, um, first one we have. The Houston Texans going to play Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Who do you think is going to win this one? Mario Jackson. Lamar Jackson? You think he's going to run in a touchdown? Yeah. Okay. Hudson's on the Ravens here. All right. Then we got the Packers versus the 49ers. Who do you like in that one? Um, 49ers. You like the 49ers? Okay. A little chalky to start, but that that's just fine. Uh, what about the Buccaneers at the Lions? Um... Buccaneers. Oh, you think the Buccaneers can pull the upset? Baker Mayfield's going to do it? Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. And then we have the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, going to play the Buffalo Bills. Who do you think is going to win? Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is going to do it again? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Hudson. Anything else you'd like to say? No. <laughs> That's it? All right. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. That'll do it, Australia. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk soon.